Hey everybody, welcome to Sideline with the Cooks. I'm Erica and this is my mama. Hey everybody, how you doing? And we are here to talk about sports. Yeah. <laughs> we apologize in advance if at any point, especially today, this just turns into a venting session about our Titans and or Grizzlies. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into our highlights and violations. I'll start with you, Mom. What was your highlight of the week? Mm. My highlight of the week. I really don't have one. I'm uh, just going to be honest. I yeah. don't have one. If uh, For personal reasons, uh, we had a death in the family, so I was basically... Not listening to anything, yeah. Or looking at anything, watching anything, yeah. Plus, it was a. I feel like it was a bit of a a slow week aside from you know football games. There wasn't really much going on, or at least not enough good stuff, memorable mm-hmm. good things. Um, my highlight of the week is uh, Vince Carter. I guess it's official now that Vince Carter is going to play his final season with the Hawks which is exciting for me because I plan on going to some games this year and it would be nice to see him play before he retires alright so you will have fun you can go see him play Yeah. I just realized what my highlight was because I said last week the Patriots weren't going to get rid of him but they did <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just realized they did get rid of him when I said they, they weren't but they did yeah all right, so can we go ahead and move on to the violation? So, what was your violation this week? Oh, I I, I didn't have any violations this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. Well, mine is that uh, we know Cam didn't play this past Sunday, right? But he's also going to be out this week as well. Okay. And well, like we discussed. That foot is a whole nother monster. You just, yeah. just he needs to just get the foot together. That I agree. May take a while. Yeah. Because we walk and every, we use our feet in everything we do every day. Yeah. So trying to be a professional athlete. Right. With hurt feet cannot be it's not easy. It's no. <laughs> not easy at all. No. Okay. So we can just go ahead and jump right in into the headlines of the week. Um, First things first, week week three of the NFL, um, our Titans lost again to the Jaguars. (sighs) We were obviously this year and seasons past, we have not supposed. We were supposed to beat the Jaguars, and once again, we lose to them. Now, uh, and I don't know what happened this last game, other than I heard we lost. Um, it did not go well. Okay. Um, I didn't even have a chance to watch Sports Center or yeah. NFL Network. I mean, I'm just. Okay, it's the Jaguars. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It did no. not surprise me. Let me not put it surprised that way. at all. Right. Not surprised at all. But of course, you know, we're all thinking, is it time for us to move on from Marcus Mariota? 
I now I have heard some Tennesseans feel that way. I I, I I'm in. I don't agree right now. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I understand. Um, like, I we don't have the best offensive line, but at the same mm. time, I feel like Mariota is still making a lot of the same mistakes and miscues that he's made since he gotten since he has gotten to the Titans. So you think he's still making the same Ricky mistakes? I don't know about Ricky, but it's not. I just haven't seen much growth. Okay. Well. But I feel like he's our only option. So, I mean, at this point, we just got uh, that. Well, did now, did I not hear that Tannehill play stepped in? I believe so. Okay. So, it's a team effort. They lose as a team. So, I agree. Mm-hmm. But you also, you know, you have to, part of being a good teammate is getting better at your, being good at your role. And getting mm-hmm. better at your role, not say, making the same mistakes over and over. But uh, let's move on to another team that's um, going through hard times. Your beloved Steelers are now 0-3. I... <laughs> In the lifetime, this may be the Steelers year that they're not dominating. So, And I I see that, you know, gears, they're dominating, or at least right there, very competitive, but this might not be the season. And that doesn't surprise me either, but it's just the cycle of team sports, professional team sports. I may not like it, but. Losing Ben Ben definitely didn't help, but I mean, it's not, obviously it's not the same team as last year. With Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown both leaving, and now that Big Ben is out due to injury, um, I'm I'm just um, a bit worried about how the rest of the season's going to go. Well, don't be worried now. Don't be worried just yet. You know, it's, it's only three games. <laughs> we, they got to turn around sooner or later. Well, just like I have hope with the Titans, I have hope with the Steelers. Keep hmm. hope alive. Hmm. Well, if that floats your boat, that's what works for you. Yes. <laughs> um. Lastly, I know this is the game of the week that everybody's looking forward to because it's such dynamic and maybe trailblazing quarterbacks of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Um, but it looks like the Chiefs came out on top, 33-28. to I heard that was a good game. I heard that was a good game. And anybody that beats the Ravens, they all right with me. <laughs> so that, That's all I can say. Anybody beat the Ravens, that's all right with me. I enjoyed watching the Chiefs last year. And I, I just think they got a team now. And I think they're going to be competitive. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing for, for Patrick Mahomes, who's been – Killing it since he, you know, got this mm-hmm. starting position and mm-hmm. the the start that Lamar Jackson has been off to mm-hmm. um, so far. It's I don't know. I'm now, excited. I'm excited yeah. to see what they do the rest of the year. Because we talked about you know the quarterbacks that got hurt last week, but I think these quarterbacks that we do have now, 
I think it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. I think it's going to be very interesting. Except, you know, if you're an uninjured quarterback, it's just terrible. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah. So, that that was an interesting game. Um, I'm sure we'll see them match up again in the playoffs like we did last year. Like we did last year? Then they, yeah, they did. The, 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 they, the Ravens lost to the Chiefs last year in the playoffs. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> it's the Ravens, y'all. Anybody who beats them, they are right in my book. I'm going to oh, say boy. it. Oh, boy. Yes, I'm going to say it. <laughs> All right. Enough talk about beating the Ravens. We can yeah. switch gears to, to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, just a few stories that I want to talk about mm-hmm. this week. Um, first things first, I'll go ahead and get this right on out the way. Um, so the Grizzlies are not looking out to looking to buy out um Iguodala's, Iguodala's contract. They're gonna just hey, you're gonna be a part on this roster until we can trade so we can get a trade for you, but at the same time, they're not going to require him to show up to training camp or practices. So basically, they've agreed to let him be away from the team while they find a trade. Mm. Mm. That might be the Grizzlies' downfall. You know, I, I just... One I, of them anyway. I, right. I've been puzzled. About this Iguodala situation, anyway, because to me it sounds like he doesn't want to be there, right? And of course, you know I don't want him there if he don't want to be there, because that means you ain't gonna play, right? So, yeah, um, I just think the Grizzlies are really focused on the future, so maybe not thinking of this year as a a year to you know contend. So they're because I mean there's teams that are going to be willing to trade for. Andre Iguodala, especially the ones that actually have, you know, a chance at making the NBA Finals, a chance at contending for uh, well, a championship. Well, it doesn't look like anybody wants it. Uh, well, most of these, there were so many moves over, you know, the offseason and during free agency that once you sign, you know, all these new contracts were signed and they can't be, none of these players can then be traded until maybe December or January. There's like a certain amount of time that has to go by with all these contracts that were signed over free agency. And it's just not a lot of roster spots out there. So it may take some, it may take some time, but we definitely won't be seeing Iggy souping up for the Grizzlies Mm. at all. Okay. All right. (laughs) That, that really, I liked him as a player. I did. He was a hustler to me. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's a, that's why a lot of teams are going to make offers to trade for him. It's just right now because of rules, they can't. Well, why can't he hustle for Memphis? Because uh, the, the organization thinks they can get a, a nice trade package and build for the future. Okay, okay. <laughs> So also this week, the after the NBA governor's meeting, um, they've actually decided to go ahead and pass the new tampering. Now we didn't rules. think they were going to be able to do that. I didn't think so either, but they 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 uh, they had enough. They had more than a majority needed to pass these rules. So, um, so basically, 
teams could be looking up to $10 million fines. Um, they could potentially lose draft picks. There could potentially be suspensions for executives and voided contracts um, for, you know, anyone who violates these tampering rules. And I think the biggest thing um, is, one, the teams now have to save their communications with agents for up to a year. And then two, five random teams every year are going to be audited to make sure that they follow these rules. Okay, the audit, random audit, that's okay. But this is top-tier executives. So what's to stop the top-tier executives to say, hey, Joe Blow, go do this deal for me? Well, they're supposed to keep record of all of that stuff, but I'm sure, I'm sure they'll find ways around it. Right. Again, I, it's great that they could pass all these rules and come up with all this stuff, but at the end of the day, how are they actually going to be able to enforce enforce these things? Right. I mean, I see top tier executives must save communications with agents for one year. <laughs> That's not going to work. I already know it. That's going to be a bypass right there. I'm sure they will find a way around it. Mm -hmm. But this is what the this is direction the NBA is going in. Um, so you know this is the new normal. Mm. All righty then. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, we will see. I'm not quite sure how they're gonna. Because I haven't read anything about personally, you know, checking cell phones and phone records or things like that, other than what these teams are supposed to save for our communication. So I'll, I'll, I'll be. I'm curious to see how that's going to work when it's mm-hmm. time to, hey, show us the records, give you know cell phones and such. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Okay, so the bigger, I think the biggest story so far, at least this past week in the NBA, is um, Doc Rivers did an interview with the Times, and he basically admitted that um, the Clippers knew that OKC was looking to break up their team. Um, So that's how they were able to even try and go for that trade, to request a a trade to get PG-13. So if you don't know the story. I don't. Basically, Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Leonard meets with the owner, Steve Ballmer, Doc Rivers, basically says, hey, Doc, I want to play for you, but then goes to the owner. I was like, your team's not good enough. Either this team needs to get better or I won't be coming here. Oh, uh, no, no, I knew that part. Go ahead. Yeah. the They show him a list of potential players, and he picks out Paul George. But the only reason why they actually felt like they could make it happen is because uh, apparently they knew that uh, Oklahoma was looking to break up break up the team. Has Oklahoma commented on that? I haven't seen any comments from Oklahoma. I, just, I there's I mean it probably doesn't serve them any doesn't serve them anything, and they don't. There's nothing for them to gain to to even comment on this. I mean, after a first round exit again was it three or four years in a row? You definitely needed to shake up. Shake up the team. So, I mean. Well, again, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I mean, how did they know? Right. How did they know? Right, 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 right. So. I mean, if if other teams can easily find out what these, you know, 
front offices are hoping or planning or willing to do? Why does it matter when it comes to signing free agents? Right. So. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, Just, you know, the fact that the Clippers knew what the Thunder were mm-hmm. trying to do. The mm-hmm. fact that Kawhi Leonard, you know, went in there and was like, hey, I have leverage and this is what it's going to be. Either you get Paul George here or I won't be coming here. Well, again, I don't understand where Kawhi is coming from since all this began back after the playoffs. I mean, he wanted what Pop he wanted obviously with the Raptors. Now he's going with Doc. I I guess he wants a championship with every NBA team. I don't no, know. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think um, him this decision to leave San Antonio is probably like basically like an issue I'm, of, oh, of mis of mistrust. Well, that's just him wanting to get out of San Antonio as far as with the Raptors, like, he couldn't help that he was traded to Toronto. He told the Spurs, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. They made the best trade that they could. So I just don't I, – I don't I, – I never thought that he was going to stay oh, in okay. Toronto. Okay. Yeah. So I thought – I always thought L.A. was the destination. Okay. Was the destination for me. It was just a matter of if it was going to be the Clippers or if it was going to be the Lakers. Well, I'm glad it was the Clippers if it had to be somebody. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're going to have Doc and Pop have had their hands on Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Okay. That should be interesting, that game. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That would be very interesting. Um, not really sure what the reception is going to be like even, you know, a year, two years later. For mm-hmm. Kawhi back in San Antonio, mm-hmm. and the fact they have to see them thirty four times this season, it would be interesting. Okay, okay. Okay, so we we'll keep talking about basketball, but we're gonna switch over to the WNBA. Um, the Connecticut Suns eliminated the Sparks. Well, tell you, you did. You predicted it. <laughs> I thought I thought Candace and the Sparks could get it done. Well, I tell you. <laughs> told you Connecticut was on the road. Yep, you sure did. Mm. You definitely did. Now, the Aces, we'll just see tomorrow night. We'll just see tomorrow night. Yeah. I'm I hoping think... I'm hoping they can force a game five. I'd rather I really want to see them play in the finals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, I'm just saying. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's a good series. Yes. Now, it has been a good series. Now, I did not. You know, I was kidding or whatever. I didn't think it was going to be a sweep. You know, but I knew Connecticut was going to win. I just, I probably, honestly, to be honest with myself, I didn't think it was going to be a sweep. But, hey. Yeah, a sweep this late in the playoffs is always disappointing, but that mean they've been playing very well. The Suns have yes. been playing very well. Yes. So they are clicking. That's all I can say. Yeah. 
So since the playoffs are almost over in the WNBA, I thought we could take a quick look forward to next year. Um, mm. Recently, the New York Liberty won the draft lottery. Yes, they did. They will be um, getting that number one pick in next year's draft. And, of course, the the projected number one pick is um, – oh, if I mess up your name, girl, I'm so sorry. Sabrina Ionsko? Okay. From okay. Oregon? Mm-hmm. Who, um, after they lost in the uh, in the semifinals, final four, they made it to final four. Mm-hmm. After they lost in the final four, she decided to go back for her final year. You know, she said they had unfinished business as opposed to just going ahead and entering the draft. Because I mean, had she in her last year, I'm pretty sure she was going to be the number one pick that year as well. But mm-hmm. so it'd be nice for New York Liberty to pick up such a great. A great player as, as Sabrina. Mm-hmm. So that that'll be okay with me. I you know I I watch the draft to see what's what, but she she's awesome. She's awesome. So anybody who gets her is going to get a good player. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I anybody would have been excited to get the number one pick, right, for the upcoming draft because that's who you're getting. You're getting amazing, an amazing player, right. From the Oregon Ducks. Yeah. Uh, So we can go ahead. Man, this is going to be a short episode. There's so much, not much going on this week. That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) And we just want to apologize, guys. We did have a death in the family. So, you know, this week will be short. But I promise going forward, we'll we'll have way more things to talk about. More things to say. We'll all get back into the regular swing of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, lastly, I want to talk about this um, Kansas story. So University of Kansas is being charged by the NCAA for, uh, with lack of institutional control. So I don't know if you, you knew about, it may have been a couple months ago, maybe almost a year ago at this point, but there was a federal case, a federal play-to-play pay-to-play case going on. And so the FBI had looked into all these colleges, all these universities, and there was a whole federal trial that came out of it. Mm-hmm. Basically, a lot of money changed hands to get top prospects to come to these schools. And this looks and like... Kansas was a part of that? Yeah. Kansas was a part of it. And it looks like Kansas is the first school for the NCAA to actually, like, actually file charges. Um... So basically, that there's five level one violations, two level two violations. Um, most, well, all of them are between Bill Self, who's the men's basketball coach, and the former football coach, David B. So basically, their parts where you know all these things were found out in the federal case, all this evidence piled up in the federal case. And now the NCAA is now you know putting their hand in the pot and trying to. Um, you know, punish punish Kansas. Wow. So, um, I'm, I'm going to have to definitely read up on that because I did not really think about that. And I am surprised that it's Kansas. Well, I'm, I'm not. Never. I'm not surprised. I mean, this is, not, this is going on at all of these at all these big schools. Like, well, that's just part of it. You're probably right. They they just happen to be the ones that got caught. That got caught. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, of course, Bill Self has come forward and it looks like they're actually going to fight. They're going to fight these charges. They're not going to, you know, admit and, and, you know, apologize or anything to get a a more lenient punishment. They're actually going to go toe-to-toe with the NCAA. At least that's what it looks like right now based on statements from from Bill Self and, you know, basically saying that the NCAA, after the federal case ended, you know, the NCAA is definitely, like, out, you know, out looking for somebody to to charge with, with something. Just so I need to start case. with the federal case and find out. I mean, basically, there's these top prospects, these big-time schools, and, you know, there's payouts. Money was being handed to these recruits' families, parents, you know. Basically, that, that's what's going That's what the whole federal case was about. Now, there actually were – there were no athletes. No, As far as I understand, there was no athletes or family members that were charged, but there were definitely representatives from, like, shoe companies that that ended up in the midst, in the midst of this and being charged with wiretap and fraud and all kinds of, all kinds of stuff, crazy stuff. Oh, I'm going – okay. Well, I'm going to look this up, research it this, this week, and we can talk more about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, yeah. So it looks like interesting. looks like right now Kansas is the only school that's been actually charged with by the charged by the NCAA with anything. So I'm sure more. I wouldn't be surprised if next week there's other schools that are that are on this list. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the federal case was it. I won't say it was a big deal because I just don't think college sports fans really care about that stuff. Um. Or else, you know, it would have been an entire uproar from, you know, fans everywhere because it's a federal case. They have people testifying. There's evidence. Like, if there was no doubt about it, like, this is exactly what was going on. But, of course, you know, everybody just went on about their business. It wasn't very – like I said, you you haven't even, you know, heard much about it. Because right, that's right. just how it was not talked about very much because right. people did not care. This is going to be, this is interesting. Okay. We're going to talk some more. Okay. I research this. Oh, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we can go ahead and wrap this up. I know it's a short episode, guys, but um, we've had a lot going on. It hasn't been much going on in, you know, headlines this week. Um, we'll be back next week. Um, full steam. Full steam. Mm-hmm. I do have a couple notes, though. Um uh, along with Anchor and Spotify, we are now on Google Podcasts. We are on Breaker. You can find us on, and you can also find us on Radio Public. Um, you can stream our episodes. They'll be there uh, as soon as we post. Um, so, that's and I that. want to thank everyone for their support. And yeah. Continuing support. Yes. I so. do want to thank everyone. All right. Well, this wraps up our second episode of The Cookie. Sidelines with the Cookies. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Sideline WT Cooks. And you can follow us on our Facebook page, Sideline with the Cooks Podcast. Um, as always, thanks for listening. All the cookies are gone for the day, but there will be more next week. We promise. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.